Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. So we're going to go ahead and get started this morning. And as I was seeking God this morning for what I should do and um, what should happen in the service today, I always try to um, say something, do something that will minister to people and be a blessing to them. So um, I kept thinking about it, and Alice kept coming to mind that I needed to ask her to speak this morning, and I kept you know, saying, is that me? Is that God? What? But it just wouldn't leave me to the point that I knew Alice has something that we need to hear this morning. And she's going to come right now and share her heart with us. Um, Good morning and happy Mother's Day to all you beautiful moms. I felt very honored um, when asked to share a bit about my precious journey into motherhood with you. Uh, Medically, I had a very difficult time having a child or getting pregnant, um, but I knew that God wanted me to be a mother. I wanted boys very badly. And I had endometriosis, and it made it extremely difficult and unlikely that I would ever have a child. I went through a lot of treatment, had a lot of surgeries, but I prayed, and I prayed. And we went through a lot of the treatments, and finally God blessed us. I was pregnant with our first child, and I was so excited and felt so honored and so blessed. And I worked at the hospital as a nurse where I was going to deliver. So I had everything in place. I had all the formula. I had diapers. I had everything I needed. And on June 6, 1987, I welcomed an eight-pound baby boy. But God needed him more. A doctor punctured his lungs, and he left us three hours later. He'd be 32 soon. It destroyed me. It broke my spirit, and it tore my very being until my husband said, enough is enough. Get back out there. We live for God, and God showed us we could have a child. He just needed him right now more than we did. So with all God's strength and mercy, he lifted me out of the hands of depression and got me into life again. And in 1988, I was blessed to get pregnant again. And in April of 1989, we had our fierce and fiery son, Tommy. He's amazing, full of energy, full of life, and a blessing beyond measure. He was always on the go, and thank God still is today. He walked at seven months old and kept us on our toes consistently. He still thrills us each and every day with his love and energy, but he also gave us our first grandson six weeks ago. So we are now blessed to be grandparents. In 1992, God blessed us again with our third baby boy, Jonathan Alexander, who I'm blessed to have here today with me. Even at, even at 27, he's still my baby boy. He's such amazing, such a kind and gentle soul that it's a blessing each and every day to us. He's giving and loving, 
and has taken me some, through some very hard times with my health, physically failing. But he's stood there and taken care of me. That's a lot for a child to see, but he did it without complaint. He's very caring, and we are grateful each and every day for this blessed child. God allowed me the precious gift of motherhood when doctors thought no. God blessed me with two amazing sons and one amazing angel. He hears our prayers as mothers for protection, for guidance for our children. God watches over them each and every day and every second of every day. God hears our prayers as mothers, and there is no greater comfort in knowing that God is taking care of it. When the kids were growing up, there were times when we weren't sure they were following the right ways, but I could go to bed at night and sleep every single night because I knew God was watching them. God had a mother's prayer over my kids at all times, and he knew that I knew that he was taking care of them no matter where they are or what they were doing. I know that my kids are here today because of my mother's prayers. He heard them, and he listened. God's amazing, and I thank him so much for allowing me to be a mom to my wonderful kids. Thank you. we just don't understand why things happen Um, and there really sometimes is no real explanation but you know what God knows and all all I can say is yet will I trust him sometimes I don't always understand everything but I'll still trust him because I know he loves us and he's always working all things for our good so for just a little bit I want to share with you just a small thought Um, And today I want to title this, Listen to the Children. And the first scripture that I want to read to you today is found in Matthew 18, verses 2 through 6. And it says, And Jesus called a little child unto him, and set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted, and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever, therefore, shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoso shall receive one such little child in my name, receiveth me. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and that he were drowned in the depths of the sea." And today, I just want to share with you a little thought. Listen to the children. Okay, so listen to the children. So there's so much that we can learn. Isn't it sad when you start losing your sight and you got to use these little readers? And you know what? Shame on me. I used to make so much fun of my friends who are older than me 
But we'd go out to eat, and then when we it was time to look at the menu, they'd all pull out these little spectacle readers. And I said, what are you putting those on for? And I was making fun of them, and they go, oh, just wait, sister, your day's coming. And I said, no, never. Well, here we go. I had to eat my words. So there's so much that we can learn from children. So, you know, I'm sure we've all heard that saying, you know, children should be seen, not heard. Well, I don't believe that for one minute because anybody who knows me knows that I love, love, love kids. What's better than hearing children talking with excitement, asking a million questions, giggling while happily at play? And, you know, it's interesting because we can learn so much. Everything you want to know, by the way, is in the Bible everything. I don't care what you're facing in your life, what you're going through. I'm in this situation. I don't know what to do. It's in the word of God. Everything is. And it's really funny because it wasn't until I got older that I really realized everything I need to know is in the word of God. But Jesus is a great example to us. We know that he started his ministry at the age of 12 And the Bible tells us that he was in the temple. His mom and dad didn't know where he was. And he was in there with all these, you know, mighty, wonderful men, asking them questions, talking to them. And, um, you know, we all know kids love to ask questions, right? And sometimes you like, oh, you've asked me 15 questions already. Well, how are they supposed to learn? So, you know what, parents, when your kids are asking questions, just answer them. Do you think they'd be asking you a question if they didn't know the answer already? No. So, you know what, just be patient because let me tell you something. You want to be the one giving them the answers. You don't want them coming from somebody else and they get wrong information. And you know what, one day you'll wish they were still there asking you questions. So... I think that um, there's so many things that we can learn from kids, and there's a whole bunch, but I just want to go through just a few of them with you this morning. So one of the things that children teach us is to be fearless. They fear nothing, as we well know. That's why as adults, sometimes we have to step in, draw the line between being courageous and being in danger. So let's look at the story of David for just a second. You know that we've all heard the story of David and Goliath. Everybody was afraid to go fight this big giant, except for this little boy, David. And so he goes into his father, and he basically tells his father, I'm going to go fight this giant. And his dad's like, well, put on my armor. So his dad equips him because his dad wants to protect him, puts his armor on him, And what does David do with that armor? He throws it off. Why did David throw off that armor if you're going to fight this giant? Don't you know who you're going to fight? Oh, yeah, Dad. I know who I'm going to go fight. But I know who my God is. David knew who his God was. And you know what? When you know that you know who God is, He's all that you need. You don't need anything else. So he knew he was going in the name of the Lord. And, you know, it's funny because if you're afraid, I might move a little bit slower. I have to go do this, but I'm kind of afraid. The Bible says that he ran 
towards that giant. David had no fear because he knew who was with him, and he knew that his God was with him. So all he had was his little slingshot and a stone, and he was going in the name of the Lord. And we know that he took the giant down, cut off the giant's head, and so the story goes. So I think that's something else that we can take away from the story of David is not only how he was fearless, knowing who his God was, but David had faith in God. Because it's one thing to know God, but it's another thing to also have faith in God. And we know that when we pray, we must pray believing that we will receive. And I just want to say, this was not in my notes, but I'm going to say it right now. I am so thankful, and speaking about believing, I am so thankful for God healing me. And, you know, this last week has been the best week for me since June 19th of 2018. So I am so thankful for God's healing power. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good, so, so good. And you know what? He doesn't always answer like that. He doesn't always answer when we want him to. Sometimes we don't understand the journey, as Alice just shared with us. But you know what? We know who holds our hand through the journey, and he will get us through. And I'm so thankful for his healing power. And I'm so thankful that God has touched my body. God is so good. So one of the other things that we can learn from children is to love unconditionally and to care about others. So if a child sees somebody fall on the playground, they're all over there right away. Oh, Susie, Susie, are you okay? Oh, come on, we're going to help you up. And they're dusting off her little knees. And, oh, we might need to take you to the nurse's office because it looks like you got a little scrape there on your knee and it's bleeding. So come on, I'll take you to the nurse's office. But as adults, when we see people hurting or in need or in trouble, we have wisdom. So we stop, hmm, assess the situation, hmm, am I going to get involved, hmm, am I going to help? No, you know what, I'm in a hurry. I have other things I need to do. Yeah, no, they're good. Learn from a child. When we see somebody hurting, when we see somebody in need, we need to reach out and help them, whatever the situation is. Oh, the things that we can learn from a child. A contest was held to find the most caring child. The winner was a four-year-old little boy whose next-door neighbor, an elderly gentleman, had recently lost his wife. Upon seeing the man cry, the little boy went into the old gentleman's yard climbed up on his lap, and just sat there. When he, he returned home and his mother asked him, she said, what did you say to the neighbor? And the little boy said, nothing. I just helped him cry. Oh, the things that we can learn from a child. Number three, children freely give and love, expecting absolutely nothing in return. Proverbs 11, uh, verses 24 and 25 speak of this, and I'm just going to say a small part. It says, if we give, we will be increased, but if we withhold, we will be poor. Freely we have received, and freely now we must give. 
When children are young, they are normally speaking of themselves in third person. Anita's dress, Johnny's gun, Anita's blocks, Johnny's teddy bear, okay? But as kids get older, we teach them that these things that we give to them are theirs, okay? So I remember when the girls were younger and the kids at school would like to borrow the kids' clothes, their shoes, their accessories, whatever. And I did not like it at all. Uh, Because it was never, if it was returned, it was never returned in the same condition it was given out in, number one. Number two, I don't know. I think some of those things were put away and they were there in those other girls' closets so long, I think they thought they were theirs. And then the next thing you know, they're wearing them, having not returned them, and I'm like, the audacity of them. First of all, it's not even theirs. Yeah, you loaned it to them, and they were to wear it one time. They've never returned it, and now they're wearing it again? Oh, that would irritate me. But you know what the girls would say to me? Mom, don't worry about it. Oh, that would just set me on fire. (laughs) Mom, don't worry about it. They must need it more than me. Oh, the things that we can learn from a child. So one of the other stories in the Bible that we can look at in sharing is when the little boy shared his lunch. Three loaves, two fishes, and we know that story well, that he offered what he had, was willing to share what he had, and then when God touched it, God multiplied it. Oh, the things that we can learn from a child. And then another point that we can learn from children is how to forgive. So children get upset. And the next moment, they forget about it. They forgive and forget so easily. Did you ever stop to think that this might be why kids are so happy-go-lucky all the time? They don't hold on to stuff. Unforgiveness just weights you down. It hurts you more than the person that you're withholding the forgiveness from. And sometimes as parents... We are still mad at the little kid who hurt our kid, but our kids are already off running, playing with them, having a good old time. Oh, the things that we can learn from a child. Another thing that we can learn from children is how to live a stress-free life. Well, kids don't have stress. Yes, they do. Absolutely. So, Have you ever seen a kid upset, throwing themselves on the floor, kicking their feet, screaming? Well, that's a little bit of a stressful situation, I would say. So children have no problem expressing their feelings and emotions, and whether it be good or bad. So although we may not always choose the best method or they to express their feelings, at least they're communicating them. So what we would do for us as adults if we would communicate with people about how we are feeling instead of holding it in? Do I recommend you throw yourself on the floor, kick and scream? Absolutely not. 
But it's important to share what you're feeling in the right spirit and the right attitude. Granted, you might have to walk away for a minute, just kind of step back from the situation because you might be boiling. Well, just wait, and then when you calm down, then you can go and address the situation. So um, it's important to communicate our feelings in the right manner. The next point is to dream big. All kids have big dreams. And, you know, I remember the girls' kindergarten graduation, and they had each of them in their little cap and gown, so cute, come up and stand on this little thing they had, box thing, whatever, and they asked each of the kids what they wanted to be when they grew up. And um, I can't remember exactly what they said. I think, Jess, did you say you wanted to be a movie star? What did you say? A model. And Renee, what did you say? And Renee wanted to be a princess. Well, I think they pretty much accomplished that. So anyway, but, you know, kids have dreams. So when I grow up, I want to be. When I grow up, I want to do. When I grow up, I want to go. So what are you dreaming about today? What goals do you have that you want to accomplish And where do you want to go? Who do you want to be? What do you want to do? It's never too late. I don't care how old you are. It's never too late to be, go, do, whatever it is that you want to do. So I remember growing up, my dad always told us kids, you can be anything you want to be and you can do anything you want to do. And I remember that there were times in my life that I thought, man, you know, my dad's not giving me money. Like, what's up with that? And he always told me, get a job. And I was like, that's kind of mean. I didn't say that to him. Oh, Lord, no. But I'm just saying that's what I was thinking. He would say, get a job. And I was like, man, all the other kids, their parents give them money. You know, what's the deal? But you know what? Today, I'm so thankful my dad never gave me money. And when I say money, he always provided for us. But, you know, spending money to go do whatever. But I'm so thankful because, you know what? Because of that, today, my father taught us to all have a great work ethic. And all of us kids have great jobs, doing well for ourselves individually. But I believe it's because my dad said, no, you want something, you have to work hard to get it. And we got it. So I'm thankful for that. So as a child for myself, I remember my mom and dad were both very good cooks, baking, whatever. And I would watch them. I'd say we had these little bar stools next to our counter, and I would watch them cook. And I was just like, someday I'm going to be a great cook like them. I mean, everything they made was amazing. It was just, I was really blessed. And as you can tell, I was born a 10-pound baby, And yeah, I'm still enjoying good food today. So I would sit there and, um, you know, just watch them cook. And I thought, someday I want to be a good cook like them. So in my youth, was I a good cook? Absolutely not. But boy, I would go in my playhouse 
and I would make the best dishes ever. So I'd reach in my little cabinet and get out all my little pots and pans and put them on my make-believe stove that was my countertop in my little playhouse. And I was so blessed because my father was a contractor, so he built us a little playhouse that looked like our big house that we were living in. So I was blessed. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, I would go in that playhouse. I'd pull out my little empty pots, and I'd make believe, put them up there. And then back in those days, all the spices came in glass jars or metal containers. So I'd put all this spice, pretend, banging on the metal cans in everything that I was making. And we lived in Vancouver, Washington. And if you know anything about the state of Washington, it rains a lot there. So if I was lucky, it was a rainy day, and guess what? I could knock out some good mud pies. And then I would use the little metal cookie cutters to make these beautiful imprints in my dough on top of my mud pies. It was wonderful. But did I become a great cook in my youth? No. Teenage years? No. Young adult? No. But you know what? Today, I can make a mean pot of gumbo. Yes, I can. So (laughs) always go after what you want. One of the other things that I really wanted to do when I was a kid, you know, when I grow up, I wanted to be a cashier. Don't ask me why. I don't know. I wanted to be a cashier in a store. So I took a white piece of paper, and again, we weren't wealthy by no stretch of the imagination, and so we had to imagine a lot of things, make believe, pretend. So I took a white piece of paper, and I drew all these circles on it, and I put numbers in each circle. So I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, zero, and I taped it to the wall of the playhouse. So that was my make believe cash register. My mom had given me all the empty cartons from the house, the cans, all that good stuff. And back in those days, we had brown paper bags. So I had all these old paper bags. So, boy, I would hit that wall. I was ringing up those people, putting those groceries in those bags. And I must have rang out 15,000 customers. But the no fun part was when I had to take all the stuff back out of the bag so I could do it again for the next customer. But I wanted to be a cashier. So was I just standing by waiting? No, man, I was in practice. I was doing this thing. So I'll never forget the day that I was old enough to get a real job. And my first job as a cashier was at Kmart. I don't even, is Kmart even around anymore? I don't even know, I think they're out of business, but whatever. But anyway, so I'll never forget, I had completed my orientation and my first day out on the floor, being able to run a register out front, man, I thought I had arrived. I was so proud of myself. It's like, yes, this is great. And back then, it wasn't electronic scanning. It was you pick up an item, you read the thing, and you punch it in that old cash register, whatever the amount was. So... Anyway, I was just so excited to have this job as a cashier. And I would excitedly greet every customer. You know, welcome to Kmart. I'm so glad you're here today. And some people would kind of look at me like, okay, whatever. And then other people would, oh, well, you know, it's good to see you too or whatever. And then there came the day that I saw people that weren't very happy Good morning. Welcome to Kmart. I'm so glad you're here today. And I had some people like go, 
why are you so happy? And I'm like, really? Well, here's the deal, guys. Laying it all out for you today. I had a little too many of those customers, and I'm like, I'm done. I'm out of here. I don't need this. So that was the end of my cashiering event, believe me. But again, it's so important to go after what you want. Set goals for yourself. Again, we're never too old. So if you haven't accomplished, if you haven't got, you haven't done what you really want to do, it's never too late. And you know what? When your kids want to be a princess, if you can, get them those little princess dress-up things. Your son wants to be a fireman, go get him that little red hat and his little uniform. My little nephew, I had asked him what he wanted for Christmas, and he wants to be a fireman when he grows up. So he goes to the fire station all the time. Take your kids to the fire station if they want to be a fireman. So I bought him for Christmas this little fireman outfit, you know, with his little hat, and he has a little axe and the little fire extinguisher, just real cute. Got it on Amazon, real cheap. I want to say it was like 11 bucks for the whole getup. Amazon's a great place to shop for bargains. But anyway, and no, I don't get any kickbacks, but just sharing, you know, Dave Ramsey, save your money, you know, all that good stuff. But anyway, so that little guy, you would have thought I gave him a million dollars, you guys, and I only spent 11 bucks. His dad called me and said, we can't get him out of that little fireman uniform. He wants to wear it to bed. When he wakes up in the morning, he wants to put it on. I mean, you know, so again, whatever the kids want, if you can at all do it for them to help nurture whatever it is inside of them that wants to be, encourage that. Encourage your kids, you know, and when they do good, praise them. When you don't think they're not doing so good, it doesn't matter. Encourage them. Don't belittle them. Don't talk down to them. Encourage them. Again, that's what everybody needs. And, you know, it's so important. Watch your words because they do matter. And words have a huge effect on kids. If they hear, you'll never amount to nothing, you know, I can't believe you did that, da-da-da, guess what? You're right. You're speaking into your children's lives. So speak life. Speak hope. Speak faith. Bring them to the house of God. Do your part as a parent to give your children the best life possible. And in closing, real quick, I just want to read this last scripture. Mark 10, verses 13 through 16. And they brought young children to him that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands upon them, and blessed them. And I am so thankful that for every single mother that's here today. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.